Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Monday, January 15th, 2024, and I have a great show for you today from the road. Uh, Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer uh, personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest and everything presented on this program is for informational purposes only. Now I'm on the road. I'm actually recording through my phone, which I never really do with uh, a set of headphones plugged in like I do. So I'm hoping that this is going to come out okay. Um, I'm having my car worked on. It is right now. This is, uh, it's a good day because the Steelers are in the playoff, of course. Uh, You know, I'm from Pittsburgh, so, um, you know, I just love that fact. It's one of the things I used to do with my dad even after I got married is uh, I would go over their house and watch the Steeler games with my dad. Um, So for the Steelers to be in the playoffs, it's a big deal. And what I'm hoping is, here's my hope, because Green Bay won last night. They kicked the daylights out of the Cowboys. And, um, you know, there's two quarterbacks who, when they open their mouth, they give praise and honor to Jesus. And that is Love, the quarterback of the Packers, who won last night, and Mason Rudolph, uh, the current quarterback of the Steelers, who was third string when the season started and is now the starting quarterback. And so I'm hoping that it ends up being the Steelers and the Packers uh, in the Super Bowl. That's my hope, because then both of them, no matter who won, would give glory to Jesus and to God. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, it is, it's 10 degrees this morning, 10 degrees. Um, with the wind. So I don't have no idea what the wind chill is. It's probably close to zero. Uh, and, uh, geez, the guy I have working on my car, he was in his garage. Uh, I pulled in when he asked me to, which was 7.30 this morning. And uh, uh, he's already got cars up on the rack and is, you know, working hard. Uh, the title of today's show is, since I'm sitting here in Starbucks... Um, looking out this cold morning in the North Hills of Pittsburgh. Uh, the title of today's show is The System is Collapsing, uh, so give me another Starbucks. I sit here and I watch, you know, actually, you know, what appears to be a whole bunch of nice people working and coming in. And, um, I think that generally... Everyone is just oblivious to what's going on. Just oblivious, folks. Uh, If you have not begun to prepare for disruptions in the system, you are way behind. And you need to do that. I mean, last night, I went over this with my wife because we're... We, we bought this, if you've heard some of our shows, you know, we, we bought, we sold our house in kind of a nice area, and we, uh, we bought a foreclosed property in Old Homestead, um, 
with a house that needs more work than I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and um, so we're working on remodeling the, the living room last night. And um, we're working on the, the living room last night. And one of the things that I had, you know, on the ready because I want to be prepared if electricity goes out, which with this drop in temperatures is most certainly a possibility. And it's something I would strongly urge everybody to please consider for themselves um, is to make sure that my wife knows how to light the kerosene heater. Well, you know what? I've had it sitting there. We have two dogs. One of them is a shepherd. The other's a shepherd mix, but one's a shepherd. And they kind of discreetly shed a lot of fur. And the first thing I had to do before I lit that thing was clean all the hair out from underneath because there's a, a gap underneath your kerosene heater that allows the air to draw up into the flame. And um, had I lit that thing without doing that, it might have been... Uh, interesting to say the least so we cleaned all that up made sure it was full with kerosene and uh, just showed my wife how to uh, how to light that thing manually because if I wasn't there and the electricity went out like today I'm not there what if the whole grid went down um, and I wasn't home my wife needs to be able to to handle that and she can but we just went over that last night. And uh, you know, I would urge everybody right now to make sure that they have some alternative form of being able to heat their living area. Now again, you have to be careful. Uh, don't do anything, you know, make sure that you study, make sure that you uh, have good equipment. And I'm not giving anybody personal advice here. This is just what I would do. Um, but with no electricity, like our house is electric it's very efficient um, amazingly with an old heat pump uh, but if the power goes out you better you know you have to either have like being able to burn wood or you have to uh, have some other form of heat like propane or kerosene and again um, follow all safety protocols when you're getting involved in that kind of thing but you know I feel good that my wife knows how to run that and um, it, this is just the beginning of considerations you know remember you've got to have food water shelter energy and some form of security which the best one is being where other people aren't um, Folks, I mean, I went shopping. I mean, the aisles at the stores I go to are much wider and much shorter than they used to be. There's less and less food every month in these stores. Um, water. If the electricity stopped flowing, you know, for three weeks, could happen. Uh, I've been through five days without it. And that in the dead of winter and that is a lot to go through by the way while I'm sitting here in Starbucks and you can probably hear a lot of ancillary noise of people talking and background music and um, 
you know, I'm here in a public place and uh, it's going to be a little bit noisy for you. Um, but as I, I sit here, you know, it just seems like people are just oblivious to um, a lot of what's going on. I looked through some of the news this morning. And for instance, there, uh, Paul Craig Roberts, the Assistant Secretary of the Treasury under Reagan, wrote an article today. Um, and it is titled, I'll get this up. I've got to make myself a note because I'm doing everything on the road. Um, Paul Craig Roberts wrote an article that was published yesterday entitled, There is Hope After All. And his argument is uh, that there is hope, even though everything is being screwed up from all of the, uh, the quote, elite. Um, he says, today I bring you, I'm going to use part of this and we claim fair use. Uh, Today I bring you good news after a conversation with a friend today. I can tell you that it is in the collapse of the system where hope resides. As every aspect of the system is corrupt, collapse is the corrective. The ruling elites have miscalculated. By bringing about collapse, the elites are collapsing their own power. Collapse brings reset. Not the world economic forms, but the people's reset. The people have the numbers, not the elites, who are diminished by fights among themselves. As their power shrinks from their miscalculations, their power diminishes. The elites know this, which is why they are trying to kill us with vaccines, pandemics, and the destruction of our food supply in the name of, quote, saving the planet from global warming, unquote. Uh, the only way humans can destroy planet Earth is through nuclear war, which seems to be the goal of U.S. neoconservatives such as Robert Kagan and Victoria Nuland. And he talks about how can we survive the, the collapse, and we just talked about some of that, okay? First, you have to be able to take care of yourself, and then, of course, you hopefully get together with some like-minded folks. Uh, and above that, which he doesn't, that I'm going to add, is to trust Jesus Christ. You, you have to. He is the one who came to this earth to save you and to save me. And uh, we've talked about that before, too. Uh, but trusting in him is the only way uh, to eternal life, folks. Uh, but again, as I sit here in Starbucks today, you know, every, it, everybody's just here to get their coffee and kind of wake up. Um, I'm not sure if I was the first one to decide today or not, but I was the only one when I walked in. Uh, now a few more people here, and that's great. Um, but in general, you know, people seem oblivious. They're going about... Um, just trying to conduct their business as normal, and nothing is normal. Uh, nothing is normal when, number one, the monetary system is collapsing. Um, the BRICS nations have 
all but taken over. And it, it's just, it's, it's a mop-up situation now with uh, the world reserve currency because the U.S. is, uh, for all intents and purposes, has lost that. It still is, quote, the, the reserve currency as of this moment. However, the BRICS nations have now, you know, begun to conduct their business, especially for oil, in OTD, that's other than dollar. And that means that all the countries who held baskets of dollars in order to purchase energy, to purchase oil, to make their economies run, don't have to do that anymore. All these countries, because of the BRICS, are using their local currencies. And that, folks, spells disaster for the dollar because it was that fact, it was, quote, the petrodollar deal that uh, Kissinger and Nixon made in the early 70s with the Saudis to ensure that there was always high and constant demand for the U.S. dollar. That is no longer the case. And because of that, the worth of the dollar uh, is going to go down and go down potentially fast and a lot and permanently. Uh, when that happens, they will usher in CBDC, that central bank digital currency. And at that point, you will have no more privacy whatsoever. You won't be able to use cash because it'll, be, uh, it'll be worthless. Uh, only, you know, things that you can touch, commodity, physical commodities, you know, really have value. And that is what the, uh, especially the Chinese and the Russians, are um, making sure that they are the ones that run the exchanges to determine the price for those said commodities, whether it's oil or copper or gold or what have you. So as I sit here, you know, people seem oblivious to all these things. They keep going on. They keep putting money into their 401ks and so forth. They have no idea that the dollars that are in their, their 401ks are going to be worth less and then worth a lot less and then worthless. And yet, you know, folks are coming here to Starbucks to keep keep feeding that system that's collapsing on top of them. The, uh, the system of wars collapsing, um, Paul Craig Roberts talked about the, you know, there is hope. Uh, the whole thing with the Ukraine collapsed. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> that's a failure on the part of America funding that whole thing that was started by Victoria Nuland back in 2014 in the overthrow of a duly elected government there. Uh, and now this, this whole thing in the, the Middle East um, is a, a quagmire that looks to potentially end very badly. Um, and then the sports spiritual moral system is in you know, complete collapse. Um, so I say all this to say, you know, as I've mentioned before about food, water, 
shelter, energy, and security, a way to uh, be where other people aren't, um, are probably what most people should do, and especially as I speak to the caregivers of um, special needs folks and disabled folks, whether they're an individual family or uh, someone running an institution. Those five things you have to procure, procure right now for those in your care. Food, water, shelter, energy, and security. Um, I've talked about those before. It's a little tough doing a show on the road while uh, you know I'm out doing things I have to do. Um, but folks, uh, you need to, to look to Jesus. As I mentioned, the two quarterbacks that I hope get to the Super Bowl do in their life. And they, you know, it seems glorious because they're on TV and playing football and making a lot of money. Folks, Jesus came for the person that nobody knows or who, who you think that nobody knows, but he knows you. And so, you know, please consider supporting Encouraging Angels with all these things. Consider, uh, you know, my friend Jack Lawson's uh, resource, civildefensemanual.com. And uh, this is the Encouraging Angels podcast, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.